Good evening, everybody. My name is Michael Bergio and Angelo. Good And we're here for Novak News at 8 p.m. Monday. And we're going to be talking about, well, first of all, action. We're going to be talking about buying a property off the plan, brand new, yay or nay, what to look out for, um, what are commonly asked questions from buyers, and like, what's, what's your thoughts? Do you like properties off the plan? Um, first of all, do you, like, do you support buying units brand new? Do you like it? I think overall it's, it's good. It's a good experience. People love brand, something brand new. Um, overall, there is this big talk out there as well regarding are brand new properties built as a, the same quality that a 1970s, 1980s blocks are built, uh, or even 1960s, the full brick. And uh, look, overall, I think the most important thing is just got to choose your builder wisely in regards to, uh, and do a bit of a research in who is building the building that you're about to buy. And um, what is some of that research? Like what's some key, like not everyone's a real estate agent buying, is there some little tips uh, a buyer should look at? Like, how do they know if they're a good builder or a bad builder? What's um, some, what can they sort of look into? Look, there's also a, a big, in regards to who's actually the one selling the property. So if it's a, if it's a uh, let's say a very, very big development firm where they've got their own on-site office, uh, obviously they only sell their products. So they're gonna generally be uh, um, all sales, very salespersony on that particular product itself. So sometimes good to ask some outside knowledge in regards to local agents, um, people that live in the area in regards to, and try and find out, get to the bottom of who is that developer and what, uh, more or less who's that builder. Yeah, because they don't they don't have to be the same. Like you'll, you'll actually see, just because I'm the developer, doesn't mean I'm the one building. So it may be a well-known developer uh, or someone you know, but if they're not the ones laying the foundations, laying the bricks, it's a, it's a totally different ballgame. Great develop, like we've seen uh, projects where it's a great developer, great folk, all good intentions, dodgy builder, shit hits the fan. And like, how can you predict that? So uh, a big thing is to actually define who is involved. Yeah? The real estate agent, the lawyer, the developer, yes, is the person who owns the land, but does he own the building company as well? Or is, or is he uh, outsourcing it to a builder as well? And I think um, a key thing to look for is the, the person who is building it, what's that company trading under? And has it changed recently? Do they always use that? I think um, something that comes up a lot is they, they may not have done the best work in the past under a company, they shut it down, build under a new one, so there's no history. And that's a big tell. I, I, I think that's one thing a buyer can look for. If you can't find projects they've done, um, we've got some kids in the back having fun. Look at him, what a legend. <laughs> See, uh, if you can't find any projects they've done, I think that's a bit of a flag yeah. there. Um, what else, Ange? Um, well, we're, we're pretty experienced in regards to DY and uh, seeing how and who's building in DY. And you've got your, your big two, which is your Meriton, and your, uh, you've got your Gannett, uh, formerly known as Aranda. Uh, and uh, again, formerly known, uh, there's a reason why uh, to change, but they're very proud to actually say that they were Aranda and uh, mm. for many years and a lot of people yep. uh, But they went from you know, your standard three-story walk-ups to your, your bigger sites, uh, which, they're now, which they're now developing in the area. And uh, you look at, um, they comfortably say that look, they're built in a specific spot. Uh, they're built in an area 
where you could go do a strata report on any of their previous buildings. So you can, mm. you can say, okay, well, what are their building qualities like? And we're like, well, hang on, here's all these unit blocks that they've built in the area itself uh, that are and that are more than five years old. Yep. So you can go do a bit of research on those buildings and see how were they as a builder on those sites itself. So there has been, in especially in the last sort of six months, uh, ever since what has happened around Sydney with a couple of other big developments. Opal so, Towers, Mascot, uh, basically last Christmas people evacuated for structural integrity issues, um, which uh, is a big concern and it has brought a shining light to that sort of building industry, but we won't go into that. Uh, I think, geez, we could talk for a long time on that one, but I think it's more, a lot of people are scared off on buying off the plan, but we wouldn't have known in the first month. So we've got a development in DY and we've had a hundred inquiries in the last couple of weeks, which is a surge of inquiries, but I am noticing a lot of buyers asking very specific questions. Um, and that is due to those incidents like uh, cladding and things like that, which is just a cheaper form of building with certain ways. But first of all, I think the biggest tip I stress to anyone looking to buy projects who's a little skeptical, as Ange said, there are builders that have done prior projects. Just get off your bum, drive to those uh, unit blocks, go knock on the door and those tenants and owners will happily tell you if they are happy or unhappy. That is the biggest tip um, I think we could share with people to get the result because you can look online, search the web, look for anything, but just going down there, speaking to the people and the residents will tell you like, we've been a part of good developments and bad developments and coming from, a lot of people will always say, oh, you're only gonna hear if it's bad, so you don't really know. But firsthanded, like DY Meriton, how many people do we see who are very happily and proud to say they love this development and they're bought in it? And this isn't us just selling Meriton. This is just like they're in our backyard. We're familiar with that. If we were in a different suburb, I'm sure we'd be talking about an iconic development in their area. So it's something we can just relate and bounce off um, quite freely. And those residents are quite happy to tell you they're very happy as much as ones are poorly. So um, I think that's the biggest tip. Go to the buildings they've built at and have a look, but g'day Amal, Jeff, good to see you, Michael Edwards. Um, what, what are there some good common questions you get from buyers, Ange? Well, I know we're going to the bigger developments, but I think it's yeah. one of the biggest ones that we've got to always worry about as well. It's, it's a, these guys here, you've got to look at Meriton, for example, have been building for good just, just on 50 years. Like, he did his first development. Now, you can't physically say that every single development was absolute, there wasn't one thing wrong, but. You, you can also say that over 50 years, he has gotten things better and better and yeah. better and better. And uh, to, to build, for someone to be building over 10,000 units in the country. Um, it's only 75,000 now, it's huge. Yeah, 75,000. Uh, and if you look at, it's, it's more sort of even the smaller. So the questions that sometimes I get asked is yeah. with a smaller site. So for example, being in Z, like there has been a couple, today I've got a phone call. From an, from an agent mm. in the area of ones that I've sold um, years ago, uh, a block of only only um, nine ten units, and uh, they go, who, who was a developer on that one there, and and uh, where where how does someone get a hold of you? Mm. And it's it's, <laughs> it's actually one of those things that you you look back and you go, who um, or how can we get? Uh, what else has he done in the area? So if there's a, there are a lot of other buildings at the moment which are mm. only small blocks of 10, 15, 20 units that we're finding some people are a bit nervous to buy in yeah. if they don't know that the background. So sometimes they're, I can tell you now, there's not going to be many of them that it's their first, first project. 
So go find ask the agent, ask some local, um, even the agent that's selling it or some other locals as well, and try and find out what other projects that developer uh, or that builder has built. And if you go through strata reports, I think on, on those buildings, it gives you a bit of an idea of, in regards to you know how he's how happy people have been in the past with, with, with their other That's sites. a really good tip. So Ange, can, if I was looking to buy, okay, so I'm looking at buying a, uh, a unit in a block of six. I know the developer's done a building down the road 10 years ago, but there's nothing for sale in there. Yep. Can you actually do a strata report on a building if you're not buying and there's no one selling? Like, can, is it public? Is it like doing a council check or checking a fire? Can you actually go do one? Do you need an owner approval? Like if I just went to bid before you buy and say, I'm buying off this developer, not buying that unit, can I just go get a strata report done on you, a you building? Generally, there are some companies and some strata firms that actually have the right to, to be able to, to, to get that information. Um, but for any buyer off the street to be able to just go to, to a strata company and goes, I want to inspect the records of the building, generally they do need an owner's approval. Okay. Um, so in that instance, you can always find out who the body, uh, who the who the head of the building or what the corporate in the building is and see if you can get a hand of, um, their numbers should generally be available with strata companies. Yep. So um, the, the main person that's in charge of there. So and then you should be able to at least at least have a chat to them, you know, whether it's me getting actually doing a full report mm. on the building, but at least someone like that having a bit of a chat, because it's not that building you're actually buying. But, yeah. But that will give you, so you're not really concerned on how much they've got in seeking funds. And, no, or and personal owners' just details. Want to know, look, overall in that building there, how, how long have you, questions to ask is how long have you been living there? Yep. Um, have you had it since new? Uh, have you found um, any major, major decreases? And, and I think the biggest one is to do with waterproofing, you know, making mm. sure that uh, these days, um, you know, a, a developer to rush a project is the worst thing they can do. And uh, I've seen it happen in DY where uh, I was selling, uh, we used to call a building called the Grand Reef, we used to call it the Grand Reef um, in, in DY. And we're talking about a block that has. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Say it again. Um, we had about um, oh yeah sorry guys we had about 100 110 units um in, in that building uh and it, it was just a, a painful exit to actually sell a unit i remember i was selling units in there we're talking about 12 years ago now 2007 2008 and uh it was i was selling for that much cheaper because there was massive waterproofing issues with with the builder not and they went through an insurance claim and they got paid out and now i would gladly and happily be able to sell anything we just recently just sold one in there um for a phenomenal amount mm -hmm. and it's um you know that building's now seen they've re restored everything they need to they've actually got a lot of money in the kitty yep. um so i think it's just it's, so that could that like sometimes with a bad build a bad building sometimes they can be a really good buy if like anyone who who bought through that process and come out the other end because a lot of it can be rectified if it's managed properly like it can really turn out even if it is bad it can really turn out and what they've probably doubled in value since then uh, well, yeah, that was 340, 350 then, and yep. the one we just sold now, which is just the same size, went to just over the eight. Mm. So, so, but there's there's never an issue, and even uh, I touched on this one probably about five, six months ago. Uh, there was a building by DY Beach, 85 DY Parade, which um, they, they had a couple of agents through, um, and it was just a, oh, there's a, because they, they needed to redo the outside of the building. Um, there was some, uh, with concrete cancer and some spawn that needs to actually get get fixed up and uh, while they did that the, the, all the building and all the unit owners decided to let's give the building a makeover mm. and it was going to cost uh not going to 
was was costing $140,000 per apartment. Uh, so it was 1.6 million uh, around that sort of amount divided by 12 units in the block to uh, two bedders. And uh, you know there wasn't an issue selling either of those two. We managed to negotiate something there that there was a there was a percentage paid key to all. But yeah. that, that building was getting a complete makeover. And, and look at the end of the day, it all comes down to money. And it's it's all there's concerns of look, there's not that many buildings, or we haven't had an experience where a building's literally fallen down. Mm. Or had a meeting, yeah. but it's. It's cost. It's the building saying, okay, we'll to restore this. Now we've got to fork out another 50,000. Now, in that building, they were made to, to, to do that renovation. And yes, it would have improved the value incredibly once it was done. Yep. But there were four owners in that building that just unfortunately at that time just said, you know what? I don't have 140 grand. Yeah. The, bank, the bank's not lending me 140 grand. Um, what do I do? So that will, in a way. How old were those buildings at the time when all this happened? 10, 20 years old? No, this, no. This, this is a 1970s block. So these blocks yeah. have the, they've been there 50 years. Yeah. And now it's time for a make. So even though, you know, people that are worried about buying off the plan and buying yeah. brand new stuff, it's also in the 1970s and older mm. and, and, and any age building that at any point in time, the, the owners in the block can turn around and say, you know what, it's time now to redo mm. the outside or, um, and, and actually, so I'm sort of getting like sort of hear you hearing it doesn't matter if you're buying off the plan or buy a 1970s block. There is some real core principles and like some really basic stuff you should always look into. I think some people actually they once if it's an older block and it's been in 1967, they almost go in it with their eyes closed. Like with the, they don't even like you, we look at the questions asked for off the plan. No one even thinks of them when it's five years, ten years old. But let's face it, if something's built wrong, it's gonna, the, the repercussions of that are probably gonna come up five, 10, 15 years down the track. So you should really, if not be asking more questions on a building that's five, 10, 15, 20 years old, than when it's directly built, because it's not gonna go up one day, well, up one day down the next, it's gonna take time. Waterproof and concrete cancer, they all actually take a while to actually come to an error. So Look, there, there's also with the, with the newer building as well, the materials they use, people turn around and say, oh, they're much cheaper materials. Mm. Regards to, they're not brick. But you've got to look at it this way. They're, even with a lot of the cladding used these days, and I know at the moment there, there's a um, a lot of the buildings have to get marked off now with the new cladding uh, regulation. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the materials they're using at the moment are meant to drag out and last a little bit longer as well and yeah. weather, weather better. Marachi, um, how are you, buddy? Happy New Year. Much. Um, and uh, yeah, so with regards to basically the weathering better itself and, and a lot of a lot of the apartments, I mean, we are in a luxury luxury suburb and luxury area too by the mm. beach, so we do get hit with a lot of salt, um, which causes these, these uh, mm. that's, that's how the spoiling the concrete cancers and things like that do, do appear in buildings. But um, I think most probably guys, don't be too, too scared on it. If you need advice on any of this information, yeah. um, just give your local agent or give someone a call that, um, that you actually know that uh, will be able to give you uh, unbiased opinion yeah. results. So that's why sometimes when I said, going back to what I mentioned earlier with regards to uh, buying in an in a off-the-plan development site mm. where they've got their own sales office, um, they're, they're going to push yeah. whatever they're going to do to sell their product. Yep. So They're getting paid. Like, they're getting, yeah, their job is literally to sell that. One product. That, one that product. product. One so, product. So, well, we're experienced in regards to, um, and you know, look at look at someone like Meriton, for example, that have brought us on board as well to to um, to introduce by and, and actually helping the selling selling side of the Meriton. Yep. So 
um, you know, we'll, we're glad to say that, you know, we're confident with the product. And that's why we've actually got, we introduced so many buyers to the property. Um, it's just because at the end of the day, it's, we can comfortably say that this man, Harry Triggerbot, he's very successful in what he's done mm. and he's been building for 50 years. So he's got to be doing something right. Um, yep. And it's, it's all, uh, most of it, I should say, I mean, it's all within Australia. Yep. But um, I think 60,000 of it's through New South Wales. He's only built in Queensland besides New South Wales. So he knows it well. But let's talk about some other positive off the plan that we've seen uh, is they rent like hotcakes. I, like, I, I, like how well do they rent? Like we've had three developments, Carlisle and DY, we leased about 20 or 30 units prior to settlement. Osprey, uh, 30, 40 units um, after settlement, brand new. I have not seen such, for, like tenants have just been really, really eager to rent brand new properties. And we're talking about the huge money as well. Like if a, in a 1960s building was $500 a week, Brand new was getting seven hundred. It was really, really good money. Like, why do you think he's that? Do you think it's a lot of old stock in yeah, DY? It's, it's or is it why? For, for for the for the sake of a hundred dollars a week or one hundred fifty dollars a week, tenants just love the brand. It's different when you're going out there and spending thirty thousand on a kitchen and spending or, yeah. or or doing massive renos to a property. Um, overall, in regards to when they're going out there renting a place, the fact that I think at the moment with the way um, prices and, and the lifestyle's got in here and mm. everything's here locally, if, if, if uh, the development site or a new new block is the immediate transport, yeah, it's on it's in immediate vicinity of shops, it's close proximity to the beach, and it ticks all those boxes and it's fresh and new. And the minute someone walks inside, tenants I feel are just going to pay a premium for that, and it's yeah. like. Feel it's we've had it, yeah. Um, it's not a feeling, it's fact. It's, it's, it's happened with Osprey. We had our building our Oceana, sorry, in Sturdy Parade, which was one of actually our first big major developments. Yep. That was a block of 98 units for DY, which was big at the time. Mm. Um, because prior to that, none, none of that actually been built at that size since 2001. Mm. So that was one of its first and um, uh, of this, this sort of era at the moment. And uh, yeah, you look at all of them. Like one bedrooms were all renting for five fifty to six hundred a week for a one bedder. Where your typical one bedroom at that time was rented for four hundred, four twenty. Huge, big difference. That's massive. And the the, the rate, the fact is, you're paying your interest repayment is the same on a new property as an old property. Yep. So that extra hundred dollars is basically can be the difference of having a negative uh, cash flow and positive cash flow. So really great. Uh, there's also big tax uh, depreciation benefits that you get on a property. So tax depreciation, you can claim, I think it's up to 39 years, 40 years of a property life. So if you've bought something, even if it's 30 years old, uh, you, there is still depreciation you can claim. Obviously the biggest benefit is in the first 10 years, huge benefits when you buy brand new. So I think that's also been a big driver for brand new property uh, as well. Um, what else do you want to add? Just overall, it's been a good, um, been a good last couple of weeks. It's um, I don't, I think not as much property has come on as people thought. Is that you're saying that? I'm, I've that's noticed, why, that's I've noticed um, agents are now starting to kick back in, even though we, we never shut no, uh, we, we never shut shop. Um, but they've started to kick in, and even I've been speaking to quite a few of them. There hasn't been a lot hit the market yet. Yeah. Um, everything that we have been putting on, look at this by the start of this year, in the first just two weeks of the year. Um, everything's been a week and we've been getting huge yeah. numbers through the places. So yep. 
Um, my, I was always saying at the end of last year to a lot of owners, and I, I reckon sort of February, March, once other, a lot of other agents start to come back and wind into work sort of from sort of... Jeez, it's almost like they think they're at school with how many holidays they've got and how long it is. Um, uh, after sort of the, their, their long breaks, um, and they come back around that... We thought that properties would start coming on the market sort of around that February time. Um, but I think we're noticing that there's that many people at the moment yeah. looking and the, the, the numbers that are coming through properties are just absolutely ridiculous. That properties at the moment, I think, are just going to be selling so quickly mm. that we're not going to notice uh, a massive whole heap of properties come to market. Yep. So supply at the moment, it's still sitting under 30 properties for sale in a suburb that houses 9,500 apartments. Shit so, um, very little. So, um, I mean, that number, even by now, last year, was sitting up around the 70, 80. Well, I've got so, that here. Do you want to hear? So I track these numbers every um, every week. Let me tell you right now, market share. Uh, okay, so coming live, stats, Northern Beaches, for sale, 448 properties, for sale, Northern Beaches, units and houses, Manly to Palm Beach. And to give you an idea of context, no, that's this year. I've got luck. I'm glad you asked, Ange. I have that. Okay, what, so January 2000, oh, fuck. January 2019, 818. It's double. Same time. Exact same time. Same month, wow. same time. Okay. Um, double. So, and that's not just one like a suburb we're talking about. We're talking about the beaches. beaches. So if you can imagine, um, like, imagine 400 more buyers actually looking to purchase a property. Yep. Um, Let's so go back 2018, January 800. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, here we go. 18 January. They're all 800s. Yeah, look at it. Okay, January uh, 563, 16. That's just huge, though. Double this time last year and 16. Yeah. Uh, 16, oh, that's why I counted 600. So even 20, that's just huge. I don't think, so even if a flurry of properties come on, we're still half what it was. So I don't see 500 properties, like that's just big. So I think guys don't wait too long. So I think when people realize not much is coming on, they're gonna be going even harder. Once this, I don't feel much is gonna come on. So when people, when that registers, then everyone's going to be hunting to buy now, buy now. So have a look out there, get in there. And, uh, and keep in mind, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of first home buyers that were doing it a bit tougher to basically get get, get financing. Yep. Um, through, and I know um, I've been uh, even told by uh, by a local finance, um, so someone in that uh, in the banking industry, which is uh, there's other banks that are going to introduce this first home buyer. Um, help from the government as well regarding um, uh, the, the mortgage insurance side of things. Um, so with regards to that as well, um, what we've found is that's also, I'm starting to get a, quite a few purchases mm. in that in that lower end of the price point. Yep. And people say, what's that going to affect me with regards to a one and a half million dollar house? Like how the, and I was like, because once obviously you get them and they're actually able to um, sell their property, but there's all of a sudden going to be a lot more buyers looking in the well, next price point. Put it this way, a lot of people buying a $1.5 million house, they're generally selling a unit. They may have a townhome and a small studio because someone buying a house is probably on their third property purchase. So their first probably would, would be a property in that uh, 
first home buyer range and then they've probably got another one so how will it affect them those buyers looking to buy will have a bit more cash to higher price yep yep so, it's been good. so thank, thanks very much guys thanks for tuning in um yeah that's all thank you Lovely. and um any questions we're always here thanks everyone for watching marachi lloyd michael michael margaret lou it's always good to see you guys on really appreciate all the support through last year and um continue this year so we'll um speak to you guys all soon awesome yeah thanks guys still alive